This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, uh, Al Gore has lots of money. He's uh, become really rich from running around the world telling people that the sky will be falling if uh, if they don't listen to him. Yesterday, he was a guest on This Week on ABC, and he was polluting the air with his usual BS. Uh, H. Sterling Burnett is the director of the Arthur B. Robinson Center for Climate and Environmental Policy at the Heartland Institute, and he joins us now. Sterling, thanks for being here. Thanks again. for having me back again. And always good to have you on. So I don't know if you heard Al yesterday, but um, just in general, has Al been right about anything ever on climate? Uh, he, he's been very right about how to make money off the climate scam. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's made a lot of money off of it, but he's as far as I can tell, he's one of the most vile individuals on earth. He uh, he was making money off tobacco while he was complaining about tobacco and his and, and playing off his sister's uh, lung cancer. He uh, lies about what his mentor uh, said about climate change. He he talks about Roger Revelle. He says, "This is who I learned about climate change from." A disaster it is. Of course, Roger Revelle's last major report said it's not a disaster. Um, he uh, puts solar panels on his home, so he says, I'm walking the walk, his 20,000-square-foot home, and he used more energy after he put the panels on and had a higher electric bill than before he did. <laughs> well, and I... now he... <laughs> go ahead, go sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. And now, you know, he he, he sells his television station to uh, UAE and Al Jazeera, a company that's funded, in mean, a country that is funded by oil, while, it, while claiming oil is destroying the planet, but he's willing to make hundreds of millions of dollars off of it. And now he says that anyone who questions his thoughts on climate change or climate science are like the police officers outside the Uvalde schoolroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, 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 basically, he says they're killers. They're killing people. Well, how is it that the predictions from people like like him, um, going back more than fifty years, are never mentioned by the media? It's one thing for them not to mention it just in general, but uh, as I was watching the interview yesterday that Jonathan Carl was doing with him, I have this little thing that I keep in my computer that I drag out every time one of these arguments comes up, and it's a it's a link to a um, a story. I forget. I don't have it in front of me right this minute, but it it. Uh, it's about 50 years of apocalyptic predictions that didn't come true. And yeah. uh, Jonathan Carl could have pulled this thing up that I have, and he could have just picked out any five items in there and run them by Al Gore and said, Al, you know, back in 1989, they said if we didn't do X by 2000 that the, the New York City would be underwater. It didn't happen. Why, do they, why is that never brought up anywhere by anybody in the major media? Well... I, I can't get into the mindset of them. I mean, I, you know, psychologically, I don't know what's in their actual minds. I can only speculate. But my speculation is, first off, most of the people who report on this 
are dyed in the wool true believers or socialists who want to use this for other reasons. Mm -hmm. The media is notoriously very liberal and progressive. Uh, they castigate not just on climate change, you know, they castigate anyone who defends gun rights, who defends the second amendment, who defends the court, defending the actual words of the constitution. They're all over it. And they, they attack anyone who does that. And then they promote anyone who says, yeah, we got to scrap the constitution. We got to, we got to believe climate realism, you know, climate change is happening and it's catastrophic despite the evidence that it's not. I mean, like you say, 50 years of failed and he was wrong repeatedly. The press doesn't get it. They must not have heard the fairy tale or they ignored it because 50 years of wrong predictions can't persuade them that this time uh, it's not, it, it's right. You know, this time they believe it's yeah. right, regardless of what's happened in the past, regardless of it never being right in the past. This time they're sure it's the one that he is. And I think it's because it serves their interest in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, it, it sells papers. Yeah. It, it's a headline, right? You know, if you're, right. if you're on the, if you're on, uh, CNN or one of these corporate news media sites and you run the headline, you know what? Temperature's not so bad. Nothing bad happened today. <laughs> your rating, your ratings going to tank. Mm -hmm. It's only disaster, fires, hurricanes, yep. for even freezes, right? Mm -hmm. but you, and, and when, and when something happens that wouldn't happen under a warming world, like major freezes, like expanding sea ice, like growing polar bear populations, then you still blame it on climate change. You stop talking about global warming, you start talking about climate change. Well, I just... climate's always changing, so you can never be wrong. Yep. You know, climate change is, is the, uh, uh, what, what, I forget the adage, of never having to say you're sorry. Yeah, like that. Uh, climate yeah. change is, is uh, on, on climate change, Climate change is the catch-all. You never have to admit you were wrong. Yeah, and here's – I just pulled this thing up that I was telling you about. It's from um, – I actually have had it since 2019. It's from the uh, Amer Competitive Enterprise Institute, and it's from September yeah. 18th of 2019. And the first item they have is from 1967. That's pretty uh, pretty long time ago. Uh, and yep. the uh, headline is Dire Famine Forecast by 1975. Somebody named George Getze is a Los Angeles Times writer. It's appealed, appeared in the uh, Salt Lake City paper. It is already too late for the world to avoid a long period of famine, a Stanford University bio biologist said on Thursday. And this guy, I'm sure you know this name, Paul, Paul Ehrlich. Ehrlich. Yep, I didn't yeah, even sure. have to say it. Paul Ehrlich said, quote, the time of famines is upon us and will be at its worst and most disastrous by 1975. He said the population of the United States is already too big that birth control may have to be accomplished by making it involuntary and by putting sterilizing agents into staple foods and drinking water and that the Roman Catholic Church should be pressured into going along with routine measures of population control. That is, those are the first three paragraphs of a story from 1967. Now, Paul Ehrlich yeah, is still Paul Ehrlich, is, is he still around? He actually is, and and as far as I can tell, he's made dozens of predictions, if not hundreds, over the years. Not a single one of them has ever been wrong. He actually lost money in a bet on some of his projections, his predictions, and yet 
he still cited as an expert and his views are taken seriously. And he's, you know, he's been invited on, you know, probably hundreds of talk shows and news shows over the years. No one ever says, Paul, you were wrong. Right. You wrote a whole book called, you wrote a book called Popul- the population, uh, either called population or the population bomb. And it was all wrong. He wrote an entire book called extinction. The extinction of species, and it was all wrong. He's never been right once, and yet he's still considered an expert and decided as an expert. Why anyone would take that joker seriously, I don't know. Well, it says here that he says, um, at the moment, it is shockingly apparent that the battle to feed humanity will end in a rout. And he said, we have to hope that the world famines of the next 20 years will not lead to thermonuclear war and the extinction yeah. of the human species. This is this is what was being written way back when I just got out of high school. So by a noted academic, by a noted academic. Yep. And and you know the thing is, Paul Ehrlich's head is so far in the sand. You know he goes back to Malthus. You know several hundred years ago when Malthus was saying we can't keep up with feeding the world's population. Well, just since Ehrlich was born, I mean just since Ehrlich published that in 67 the earth's population has probably gone up by a couple of billion maybe more Mm -hmm. and we're feeding more people now than we ever have right the number of starving people the number of malnourished people has fallen at a faster rate since he wrote that paper than at any time in history before it (laughs) He's just wrong. And so are all these other climate skulls and environmental skulls who constantly berate us with the idea that the world is getting worse and worse all the time and more and more people are dying. Fewer people are dying today from weather events or from non-optimal temperature than have ever died from it in history. The world's getting better, folks, despite what you see in the headlines every night on uh, uh, you know, TV news or in your newspaper. That's the data show fewer people are dying from extreme weather than at any other time in history. Fewer people are dying from extreme temperatures than at any other time in history. And yet you wouldn't know that from watching the news or reading the papers. Well, you wouldn't know it from listening to Al Gore. Here's uh, here, we're going to play you something from this is from Al yesterday, uh, Sterling, uh, talking to George Carl. I'd like to get your reaction. You know, if you'll permit me, Jonathan, behind me you see a picture from the International Space Station that shows how thin the atmosphere is. We're putting another 162 million tons into it every day, using it as an open sewer, uh, and the accumulated amount now traps as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs. That's why the heat records are being broken uh, all the time now. Uh, that's why the storms are stronger, why the ice is melting and the sea level is rising, and why the droughts and fires are, are hitting us so hard and so many other consequences. And they're predicting now up to a billion climate refugees crossing international borders in this century. We have got to act. <laughs> that's, that's the theme through all this stuff. We have got to act. Just what well, yeah, just said you know, there. Look, just, 
it, first off, it, it was one lie after another told. Hur- hurricanes and tornadoes are not getting worse. They're not more numerous now than they ever have been. Look, we're, we're about to enter August, and we haven't had a single hurricane make landfall in the U.S. As far as I know, we haven't had a single hurricane form in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. We're, we're two months in to the hurricane season. Not a single hurricane is well. Well, someone, someone would, uh, uh, you know, yeah, but somebody uh, would say, hey, Sterling, somebody would say to that, I'm sure. Well, see, that's more proof. There's supposed to be hurricanes yeah, oh, I know. right now. They would. That's that, it. Right? Changing from climate, from global warming to climate change means never having to admit you're wrong. Right. Because no matter what the, no matter what the weather is doing, you'll point to it and say it's climate change, which tells you right there. It's not a testable hypothesis, so it's not science. It's a religion for these folks. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a religion in, in, in the very real sense of the word. Look, 150 years ago, people stood on the street corners with placards saying, repent, the end is near. Mm-hmm. Now these same people, and, we, and you cross the street to avoid them. You didn't want to talk to these crazies. Now we invite them into the halls of Congress, and they say, repent, the end is near. And it's all the same thing. It's original sin in this case industrial development and the use of fossil fuels is the original sin and you've got to repent it because you can't test it it's not science right because well, you you come up with data you, you you point out hard data and you say and they say oh well that you know forget, forget that that's not but they say but then they on the other hand they want to say follow the science i say follow the science and follow the science shows people aren't dying there's not more hurricanes tornadoes aren't worse Wildfires aren't more, they're more reported on, but they're not more than they used to be in the past. That's what NASA's satellite data says. They're down 25% from 30 years ago. That's NASA. That's science. <laughs> but you don't hear that from, no. from Olau. Well, what you we... hear is, no matter what happens, yeah. whether it was global cooling in the next ice age, more air pollution or less, because I've, I've read papers just last week saying, oh, our reduction in air pollution is causing global warming. You can't win, folks. No. And the solution to any problem is bigger government, more control mm-hmm. by elites of people's lives. That's the bottom line. Do do any of the uh, record-breaking temperatures that we're seeing, supposedly record-breaking temperatures that we're seeing, especially in Europe, uh, justify any of the panic we're seeing? Well, gee, uh, the highest record temperature ever set in England was 119 degrees. Dozens of years ago, set in an English garden. The supposed record that was set last week was lower, but the record for that date, and it was measured where? At Heathrow, at the tarmac of Heathrow Airport. <laughs> yeah, that's where you want to measure temperatures. Go stand out on the tarmac of any airport asphalt. and see whether yeah. you're hotter. Yeah, asphalt, concrete, jet engine exhaust. Yeah. Ask yourself whether it's warmer there or in English garden in the country. Yeah. And, and, and if it's, and if the natural temperature at the English garden in the country is not setting a record, why should you trust the temperature from a place where it's just heat radiating from this concrete? That's not natural. That's, that is human cause. Believe me. When, when, when they say temperatures are, are rising. Yeah. Well, if you're measuring temperatures at airports or next to, um, to uh, uh, waste um, sewage treatment yeah, plants yeah. or uh, next to fire stations and radio stations, you know, right next to concrete and hot bricks. 
Yeah, temperatures are rising artificially. We're we're actually causing it. But don't pretend this nature that that, that uh, temperatures are naturally rising because of greenhouse gases. No, they're rising because of heat, uh, uh, the urban heat island effect. So it's you know it's like playing whack a mole with these guys. You refute one claim, and they come up with a different one. You refute that, they come up with a different one. And sooner or later, they circle back one, around to the ones, you know, just like a whack-a-mole game, to the one that you uh, defeated before. Well, I hoping, hoping against hope that the public will ignore the fact that you've already defeated that, you've already shown that's a lie, and that they won't notice. They'll have forgotten about it. Well, you don't have to hope against hope with the media. They'll, they'll ignore it. i got about a minute left. Uh, I, and this is, uh, I saw this, uh, I think I saw this, this is really stunning to me, that only 5% of the people in France have air conditioning. Uh, yeah. And that's the same in most of Europe. Uh, maybe they should fix that instead of worrying about the world coming to an end? Get get some more oh, air conditioning no. they're in doing, there? They're, they're doing just the opposite. You, you might not have heard. They are now issuing $750 euro fines to businesses that run their air conditioning. Let's get that in America. That'll work. Yeah. You want to talk about riots in the streets and, and Congress being turned out tarred and feathered? That's what would happen there. Of course, in France, they have riots too, right? They had the whole Yellow Vest movement. So we'll see what happens. But all I know is that most of 5% of the homes have air conditioning. A lot of businesses do. But now they're being told they will be fined if they run their air conditioning. Well, if they shut my air conditioning down, uh, Sterling, I'm going down to Congress, and I'm going to put one of those uh, uh, the the horns on, like the the guy that they got in prison. I'm going to be running around down there because they're not taking my air conditioning. Hey, Sterling, I'm I'm out of time. It's great stuff as usual. You can find uh, all of Sterling's stuff at the uh, uh, Heartland Institute, and it's heartlandinstitute.org, correct? It's heartland.org and and climatechangeweekly.org. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Take care.